0: Let me just good Sunday morning, Iowa. Thank you for spending some time with me here today. It is of course Memorial Day weekend, and you know i never I never want to say happy Memorial Day because it's really even though you are supposed to enjoy yourself um you know you're also supposed to take some moments and think about what it's all about so. You know, for my family, um, I, had, I mentioned my daughter had, my 12-year-old had been out in D.C. and had touched my uncle's name on the Vietnam Veterans Wall. But it, I mean, it's deep into my family, the the military. I'm the first generation that, I guess, skipped out because I just didn't, uh, you know... I was going to be a doctor, and it didn't occur to me that that I would want to be a doctor in the military. Um, my grandfather, on my mother's side, was on a minesweeper in uh, the South Pacific during World War II. And when I was young, he used to tell me stories about that. Of course, there weren't a ton of stories because they were a minesweeper, so they didn't get into a lot of battles. Um, but it was it was fascinating, you know. How the whole thing worked and all that. My other grandfather was in the Army or Air Corps in Newfoundland during the war, World War Two. My dad uh, served after Korea in the Air Force, so he was. Um. Or I guess no, it was between. Sorry, it was between. No, I think it was. It was no. It was. It was after Korea in the in the Air Force, yeah, for a couple of years. And so when he passed a couple of years ago, um, I was surprised. That they, they, when they came to get his body, I, I was in the condo with him when he passed, and it was just us down in Florida. When they came to get his body, they put a flag over the coffin, and uh, that was sort of the last, you know, Thing I saw was a flagged coffin go into the hearse and then hit his funeral, and he was cremated and interned at one of the, the like this mausoleum <clears throat> above ground thing. So, um, they came and played taps and presented us with the flag that was on his coffin, uh, presented that to my girls. I have it at home, um, and you know, I think. Um, it's really important to remember what we're doing this weekend and you know this country we're still trying to work a lot of things out and I think one thing is we got to remember that we're one big family and I don't know about your family but depends on how far out you want to go I think everybody's family <laughs> has a lot of of uh, issues getting along. Um, I don't I just don't know of anybody's family who everybody maybe I have a, a a warped experience, but none of my friends and none of you know nobody that I know has a big family out into the cousins and and stuff that everybody just gets along great. So I think that if we remember that as a country that we're supposed to be one big family and that as Americans we're, we're supposed to be we're supposed to treat each other. Uh, like we are uh, endowed by our creator with certain rights, right? And that, and that we're all created equal. And as a country, we have yet to perfect that. But, you know, I don't know any country that has. Um, there are um, a country like the U.S. where you have to have well, you not have to, but we have a a giant, super diverse population, more diverse than any other country in the world by a long shot. And pretty much we get along pretty well. And there's a lot of politicians stirring pots, but pretty much people go to work together and, and, uh, you know, socialize together and, and there's, there's definitely work to be done, but, uh, um, I think that it, it serves purposes to, to Pit people against each other, um, and I hope that we can really try to avoid that. And uh, and one way that we can do that is to um, is to remember uh, all the sacrifices. So my uncle Bobby uh, was my dad's younger brother, and he was born in 1948. And so he was a huge basketball star up in aristook county maine at uh um he so it's the town was Ashland, and when he played for Ashland, he set records um he scored over seventeen hundred points and um and this was before the three point line before the shot clock. <laughs> So um, it was pretty impressive. And he, uh, <clears throat> some of his records still stand up there. So after high school, he ended up, um, I think he went off to college. And then my dad said, uh, the, the short, ver- my dad's short version, he always had short versions of stories. He didn't have long versions. Uh, he was chasing some girl and dropped out. And then he got drafted. So he got drafted into the Marines, and he was in the 3rd Marine Division, 1st Battalion, 4th Marine Sea Company was where he was. Um, And he got deployed into Vietnam in 1969. And he, you know, I grew up knowing about Uncle Bobby, knowing the story and knowing that he had died. And um. But I never, well, so there's a couple stories. (laughs) One is that I was in my um, college uh, apartment with a buddy um, my senior year in college. And I uh, was looking through Newsweek magazine. And I'm flipping through Newsweek magazine and all of a sudden, I see a picture of a marble bag, an old leather marble bag with drawstrings, and it uh, said Bobby Gotti on it. I said, what in the world is that? That's crazy. Now, this is long before the internet, so there was nothing to look up. Um, and it was a story about a display at the Smithsonian Institution, which um, had taken the things that people had left at the wall uh, including a harley davidson uh, uh and and just they would take things you know not everything that people left but you know you just can't leave everything out there forever so they would take these things and they put them in a display in the smithsonian and so this picture uh was there and i called up newsweek magazine i said i gotta get a copy of that picture and um They, after several months, you know, again, this was (laughs) back in the old days, they sent the picture and I opened it up and there was literally a picture of Florence Griffith Joyner, who I don't know if you remember, was a sprinter, and it was a picture of her crossing the finish line. So they they sent me the wrong picture. Uh, I don't know how they did that. I was pretty explicit about what I was looking for. But um, in the interim, I had been admitted to Georgetown for medical school, and um, I said, well, I'll just go see it. And so I got out to Georgetown and early on when I was there, I went and I took a picture of the marble bag and I, and I went through that display and it was really intense. Um, and uh, so when my dad came out to kind of help me settle in a little bit, we went and we made a rubbing. They used to, I don't know if they still do because my daughter said she couldn't find it, but yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean they weren't there. Um, they, they, the park rangers used to give you um, uh, a white piece of paper and you could mark it with black charcoal. And uh, so my dad and I did that, and I made him this shadow box um, with a picture of me and him doing the rubbing and a picture of the rubbing and a picture of the explanation of the, uh, of the uh, display. So it was pretty... Pretty interesting, and uh, and then to see my daughter go now. Wow, let's see. So that was ninety. Would have been ninety three. So, oh gosh, I don't. That sounds like thirty years. It couldn't be. <laughs> my daughter to go out there thirty years later, um, and uh, and still have it mean something. You know, I, I think it's it's important. So so Bobby. He was drafted into the Marines and uh, um, he ended up uh, being deployed in Quang Tri. Quang Tri. I'm not sure exactly how you say it. Uh, Quang Tri. Probably Vietnamese probably say Quang Tri uh, province. And um, they were down in a, at a place um, that's uh, called, that was called the Rock Pile. And I guess if you know any Vietnam vets so that were in that area, they know what the rock pile is, which is basically a bunch of hills, I believe. But they just called the area the rock pile. So he had been uh they were up on a hill. It was actually called Mac hilltop Top N and uh and then of course they had another name for it based on the height and I, I, had we had never known this. We had never really known exactly what happened. And so I was going through my dad's things and I found a letter that, well, let me back up. The marble bag had been placed there by a girl who used to shoot marbles with him when he was little and never forgot him and wrote that note. And that note was in the Smithsonian. Bobby, I've always loved you. And... Um, you know, I left this marble bag to remember you, and, you know, pretty touching, so, and I think they were just kids, I mean, I don't think they, I think, you know, they were shooting marbles together, so they must have been pretty small, and then kind of grew up together, so apparently she, so my dad's the kind of guy, was the kind of guy who just, you know, Bobby got shot, okay, that's enough, that's what I need to know, and, but this girl wasn't satisfied with that. So apparently she reached out and found, uh, so it was starting to be the internet age, and she reached out and found the commanders that were there and gave the story. So what had happened was um, they were up on this hill and there was a, a North Vietnamese Army regiment on the other hill and they were fighting and they kept coming up the hill and our soldiers kept, Defending the hill, and it had gotten so bad uh, at one point during the battle that uh you know they had plasma for the wounded soldiers, but um I guess the soldiers were drinking the plasma because they literally were gonna die because they were so thirsty, and they thought, well, I mean we can save them with this plasma and then we get shot and we're all dead so just to, to think about those kind of conditions. I mean, imagine you're out in the jungle, you're out of water. It's been a day or two. I mean, you're desperate. You're trying to stay alive, horrifying situation. So Bobby was shot and he got evac out to a hospital and he stayed there a day, I think, and then walked eight kilometers back through the jungle to join his, uh, brothers in arms. And, uh, Um, again, this is all from the letter, I mean, but she said that it came from the commander and she had written, you know, who the commander was and, uh, um, and she wanted my dad to know, you know, exactly what happened and how valiant he really was. And so, um, apparently, uh, one of the North Vietnamese soldiers jumped into the, um, a uh, dugout hole they had, uh, foxhole I guess, and uh, he had a satchel charge with him, and it killed everybody. So, um, you know, you just think about that, you know, and it's so hard. Anybody who's not been to a war to try to comprehend, you know, that level of sacrifice, and um, and so I do. I think about that, um, and I think about know, all the people in all, I mean, that's what the weekend is about to think of people all the way back to the revolutionary war, um, <clears throat> and the tremendous sacrifices, the civil war, um, you know, in including Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of those soldiers came back with very serious, uh, serious mental and, and physical issues. And, uh, you know, we remember, I think that we should really remember the costs of war and uh and that i mean i think that there's some wars that our country's been in that you could certainly very strongly question i wasn't you know even in retrospect i'm not sure we ever should have been in vietnam but that's you know that's my opinion i think there may be different ones uh the same same can be said for you know afghanistan and In Iraq, uh, I think you you could raise some very serious questions about whether we should have been there. But, you know, I think the Revolutionary War seemed to be a just war and uh, the Civil War seemed to be a horrifying but just war. I mean, it's just been part of the human condition. Uh, but, But since the very beginning of this country, you know, people have been fighting because there's something here worth fighting for. And World War II, I mean, we... You know World War One again. You know I've read a fair amount about it. I'm I'm not sure we necessarily. I don't know about our involvement in that one. I mean World War Two seems to be certainly the one that is, um, you know, the the modern war that's just like gosh, thank goodness we did that. You know, because there were some bad actors out there with with, uh, with Japan and Germany and and. Italy and even the Soviet Union, of course, who we sided with in that war. But but I think, you know, even today with, you know, the problems that we have, which I think are magnified dramatically by the press, um, but certainly exist, um, people from all over the world want to come here. In, in, in any place in the world you go, you uh, m- there are people wanting to come to the U.S. I mean, a little bit less certainly in you know Western Europe, but I mean, you go anywhere um, outside of the U.S. and people want to come here. I mean, it's, uh, it's evident at, at with the with the issues that we're having at the border. It's evident um, when you look at the number of people that petition to come here and the actual flows of immigrants. So there's something here worth worthwhile that's been deemed to be worth fighting for. Um. And uh, and I think that uh, this weekend, as we were out and we're barbecuing and we're having a good time and we're spending time with our families, um. You know, we remember these sacrifices, regardless of of uh, the politics of Vietnam. The country asked, and and all those soldiers went over there. And 55,000 58,000 of them I believe uh, You know gave their uh, Gave their all for the country And then a million more Were disfigured mentally And physically so we need to remember that And appreciate that and um, You know the travesty was Of course when they came back Many of them were uh, treated Poorly by uh, By people here In the U.S. Um, which is just a crime and these, you know, 18 to 22 year old kids going over there either having been drafted or feeling like they wanted to defend their country and coming back and getting treated like that. So, so just kind of, you know, just wanted to, to uh, remind everybody and you probably don't need reminding, uh, um, but just to give my sort of personal take on, on Memorial Day and, and I always talk to my girls on Memorial Day and we go over I remind them of basically everything I said here maybe I'll just have them listen to the, listen to the show but uh but uh I think it's important to take politics out of it and recognize that people made sacrifices and that you can you can talk here and there about this war and that war but we really wouldn't be where we are um Without those sacrifices, there's just and and who knows? Uh, I mean, look at Korea, North Korea and South Korea. I mean, there's you can see it from space the difference between those countries. I mean, those South Koreans are real happy that we were there. Um, uh, Vietnam, if we'd have won, you know, what would Southeast Asia have looked like? Yeah. Would would the Khmer Rouge have gone into Cambodia and killed all those people? Who knows? But just things to think about, just to ponder uh and remember and and uh and share with the younger generation, because I think they're not I'm gonna ask my girls what they were told in school about Memorial Day, and I'm gonna guess it's just go have a barbecue because i I think that uh our schools are failing to teach kids the good and the important good history of the country and focus too much on the bad history of it so so that's my memorial day rant i hope everybody is having a good time and remembering and yet still enjoying uh what was given to us by sacrifice so with that you have a blessed week iowa